Welcome to the weekend warm-up on the Winners' Enclosure. Before I introduce the brains alongside me throughout this programme, I'm going to encourage you to subscribe to the YouTube channel that is the Winners' Enclosure because we'll have plenty of insights, previews, we'll have interviews, and we'll obviously be keeping you up to date with all of these things at what's a very busy time of year. Well, the brains I was referring to are Chris Dixon and Chris, en route to the races. It's great to see you <laughs> in situ on the side of the road. But it is a great time of year, I feel. We've, we've done Cheltenham, we're heading to Aintree, and now the emphasis is on the turf. We've got good weather, longer days. What's not to love? Absolutely. I think we're set for a little bit of a cold snap after what has been a, a real nice start to the week. But other than that, as you say, great time of year. I think for anyone that loves flat racing, this time of year in particular um, really gets you excited, doesn't it? Because you're, you're seeing horses, new horses that you've never seen before, be them uh, two-year-olds coming out for the first time, one or two three-year-old novices and maidens with really good pedigrees that are coming out onto the track, maybe going to turn into classic contenders. We're not far away from the classic trials. And it's just a, a time of year where there's a load to look forward to. There'll be a few connections with bubbles burst over the next few weeks. but. Um, it's, it's very much a, an exciting time of the year. I was down at the sales at Newmarket yesterday. Pretty low-level sale, but everyone very much in, in flat mode now and looking forward to it. I know we're going to look at some jumping action as well, but uh, my, my attention has certainly switched, Emma. <laughs> Mine too. Well, let's focus um, on what's a really good card at Lingfield tomorrow. We'll, we'll start by talking about the, the Easter Classic that takes place at 3.45. And once again, this does look like it's a clash between Bangkok and Forest of Dean. When they last met, Bangkok came out on top. He's subsequently been to Saudi Arabia. How do you think that uh, this race will pan out? Um, I think there's, there's every chance that it actually pans out better for him than when he beat Forest of Dean um, here back in, in uh, February in the Winter Derby trial. On that occasion, Forest of Dean was in the perfect spot, really. And Bangkok still managed to overcome the run of the race and get the better of him. And I think he'll do the same thing once again. Obviously, um, they missed the winter derby with the view of going over for the, the big money in Saudi Arabia and, and who can blame them, really. It wasn't to be for him on that occasion. He didn't run his race, but that was a, a different type of race, different type of surface, all the travelling. And obviously, in, in beaten by Mishra, who's come out and, and boosted the form in Dubai since then. Now, that piece of Dubai form links in as well with Felix, who's been behind Bangkok and behind Forest of Dean, uh, tying them um, in as well to that particular race. And all in all, I think Bangkok's form prior to Saudi Arabia looks strong enough to go on and win this race. And I expect that he can confirm those placings uh, with Forest of Dean and take what is the feature events on all the way the final day at Linkfield. Do you think this race is just about those two? Uh, well, I think you've, you're always at Linkfield, you've got to give other horses a little bit of a, a chance because even when you think that um, there can be a bit of a class edge around Lingfield. The margins always seem so tight that it can come down to the finer uh, points of a race. Assimilation is a horse that is on the up. You wouldn't completely rule him out for on the face of it. He would have to improve. And he's ridden by Luke Morris, who tactically, on the all-weather in particular, really does think about what he's doing. He gets horses in the right place. And I wouldn't be surprised if Assimilation ran above himself uh, to some degree. But ultimately, it does look a little bit of a match between the two. It's not as if Sylvester de Souza is going to be tactically uh, uh, away from uh, and uh, tuned into what's going to be happening here. And I think he will have Bangkok close enough um, to get into the, the right spot to go on and win the race. 
Well, Musselburgh stage a really strong card on Saturday and the Queen's Cup is their feature. That takes place at 3.35. This is a really open race and the market suggests that as well. Mark Johnson's got quite a strong hand here. He's got two of the top three in the market. Um, I mean, I guess the Max we can and Trumpet Man being those two. How do you see this race uh, panning out? I think it'll be a strongly run one as much as anything, Emma. I think that's the, the first point to note. There's a number of these that will go forward and make the running. Um, on this call that we're recording this on, we've got two free spots. We could just do with putting Mark Johnston and Ian Williams in the other two positions and we might be able to sort the race out absolutely no bother because I think Johnston's got five, Ian Williams has got three and there's only 14 runners. Yeah. Um, I, I think the Max We Can, who's the man of Ben Curtis, new sort of first-choice rider, it seems, to the Mark Johnston team, certainly going to be getting a lot of opportunities for them. He's aboard that horse and he's got some strong form from last year. He's dropped in the weights a little bit. He bounced right back to form um, at Newmarket back in September. That was behind an improving horse, and, and I think that is a, a really good effort. He's in here off the same handicap mark, and um, with a strongly run race likely to suit, so long as he doesn't get too far back at a track where maybe you don't want to be uh, too far out of your ground, then I think he's got a, a very, very good chance and, and looks the pick of the Johnston team, but it is a, a fairly tough race to solve. Yeah, he's interesting, isn't he? Because um, he's obviously been gelded as well since he was last seen at uh, Newmarket finishing a, a strong second. Trumpet Man's also a progressive horse, though I don't think we've still seen the best in yet. And then you've got Andrew Balding's Nate Gray, Rock Eagle, who's been running well and stays well. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating race, but it, um, it could go down to just one of the five of Mark's. <laughs> It could well do, as you mentioned, Trumpet Major, he's very much been on the up. Even over this sort of trip, that stall in 13 isn't ideal for him. That is a, a little bit of a, a tricky position to, to try and negotiate from for um, his rider, Franny Norton. Mentioned Ian Williams has, has got a strong hand as well. I thought Indianapolis was an intriguing contender. First start for the stable. He's become well handicapped. And PJ McDonald will be taking the ride. Ian Williams... It's a case of whether he's thinking short-term and a valuable prize here with the Queen's Cup or if, like he often does, thinking a couple of steps ahead and maybe this is a horse that they're thinking of, of sending to the likes of Royal Ascot again. But I think if he's quite strong in the market, you'd be having a good look at Indianapolis because he's got some good form last year. First start for Ian Williams. I think he could get right back to his best. And if pushed at this point, at the prices they are, I'd just be leaning towards Indianapolis as the selection. Okay, the Irish National at Ferry House on Monday provides a late afternoon treat. So that doesn't get underway till five o'clock. And there look to be potentially quite a few well-handicapped horses here. Obviously, at this stage, it's like guesswork for us because we don't have the confirmed, um, the confirmed lineup as yet. But Sempo, latest exhibition, they're just a couple to throw in the mix that you'd think will turn up with big chances. Yeah, and if you take um, latest uh, Monkfish out of the equation, then latest exhibition's <laughs> a, a multiple winner over the course of the last 12 months, isn't he? He's been a bit unfortunate to be knocking heads with the, the star novice, chase, novice staying chaser um, in Ireland in Monkfish. So with him out of the way, yes, he's got a lofty enough mark of 153, but I think it's a mark that, that latest exhibition is probably better than. In truth, I don't know whether he's guaranteed to stay or not, mm. but he's always been campaigned as a strong staying horse. And he must go into this with a very good chance for all that he has um, his stamina to prove. So I wouldn't really put anyone off him. Sempo has been prepping for this race over much shorter distances, but has form over longer trips in the past. And I thought Augusta Gold was an intriguing runner, starting out for 
Willie Mullins, um, won a, an Irish Grand National trial at Punchestown last year in February. So obviously at that stage, the plan was to be running in last year's Irish Grand National, which we didn't get. Um, since then, two runs over shorter distances, the most recent one coming over hurdles. Those runs suggest that she's at least as good as ever, if not better. And I think that she could be better than a mark of 146, starting out for Willie Mullins up in trip again. I, t- I totally echo everything you've just said is what I've got written down. Um, Augusta Gold being being that, running over two and a half last time out over hurdles. Very interesting. And Sempo, well, we all missed the 33s that was available last week about this one and is now looking like this one's probably going to go a favourite. So we'll move on to some best bets anytime during the next three or four days or so. What have you got up your sleeve? Um, I think we're going to go head to head, Emma, potentially oh no. just based on something you said earlier on. <laughs> um, the, the one that I've come up with so far away from the races that, that we've already discussed is um, a horse called Jabba Rocky, who runs in the, um, the Scottish Sprint Cup. Um, drawn in stall 10, trained by Eric Alston, won first time up last year, clearly capable of going well fresh. So the fact that he's been off since uh, September and doesn't have a prep run behind him of, of no issue. He's dropped down to a good mark. He's a little bit lower than when uh, he won on his return last year. He's got some good form of higher marks last year as well. And uh, he's got a nice enough draw in stall 10. Now, there is going to be some competition on the lead, but he doesn't have to get to the front. And I'm sure that he will be well-primed for this uh, this particular test. So we might set the race up for something else in behind, but I thought Jabba Rocky um, looked extremely interesting there. And over at um, Lingfield on all-weather finals day, I thought in the staying race that opens up the marathon, that opens things up, I like the look of Rainbow Dreamer for Martin Harley and Alan King. Successful at Kempton last time out on a horse that I think has got an excellent chance in that. Well, that's very interesting because we haven't compared notes at all. And Rainbow Dreamer is the second of my two. Totally agree with you. He was a short price favourite for this race last year. And then obviously with the pandemic, it got cancelled. And this has very much been um, the target for him. I think he's a massive player and I think he totally warrants his place at the top of the market. And then you're right. The only thing I did tell you is I was asking you the pronunciation of uh, Zazzini in the Scottish Sprint Cup, which is why you knew that I was going against you. <laughs> um, I thought this was an interesting horse. Obviously, he was in Ireland. He's got group placed form as a two-year-old. He's now with David Barron. David does exceptionally well with these types of horses. I thought he was eye-catching last time because he was trapped wide. He was too keen early on. Um, he's dropping back in trip to five furlongs but I wouldn't be put off by that. He showed plenty of speed that day, and I just think he, he could be potentially quite an interesting horse. So we'll go head-to-head there, but we thoroughly agree with Rainbow Dreamer in the marathon. That's at, at 2 o'clock at, um, at Lingfield tomorrow. Chris, thank you very much indeed. Safe travels uh, en route to Chelmsford, and we will talk to you again next week. Thanks a lot, Emma. Cheers.